Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltop. Thank you for being a part of this. I am so grateful to know that you are on the other end of this microphone. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. We are in this together, which is why there's also a community space outside of the podcast where we connect a little bit deeper. And I would love to have you join me over there. You can find the link below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. On today's episode, I want to talk about something very special I recently did. For those of you who don't know, my mom passed away in 2015. She was just shy of turning 60. It was not sudden. She was sick, but it was very quick. She was diagnosed first with breast cancer. They said it was small. All she would need is radiation. We actually threw her a cancer-free party. And very shortly after that, we had learned that every single place almost in her body, including like even in her jaw, in her arms, going down her legs, everywhere, there was cancer. And in shock, completely in shock, because she was being treated for breast cancer. How did they miss everything else? All these other places. And my mom is the type of person who didn't complain. She was always really caring about you, worrying about you, wanting to make sure that you were happy and doing what you wanted in your life. and would put all of her kids and her grandkids before herself. And so during the time when she was going through radiation for the breast cancer, she did feel some pain in her jaw, but didn't think, you know, anything of that. She also had some pain in her back, but thought that was from like the way that she was laying on the radiation table. You just, you don't think right? You don't think that it's going to be this. And when we were told that it was stage four, gosh, no, I don't even know how many days until she passed, but it was pretty quick. And that time in my life, there are moments that I remember, little pockets of time, but then other things gosh, I, I don't know. You know, it was, it's a haze, a complete and total haze. One of the key memories that stands out in my mind, well, there are definitely a couple. The first one is my mom was at work. She got rushed to the hospital because she was having trouble breathing. So she was taken there by an ambulance. I came after work, you know, to visit her, see what was going on. And when we got there, Dustin and I, the doctor was in the room. And so we, I didn't want to barge in, you know, it's private, give her her space. After the doctor left, we came in and my parents shared with us what the diagnosis was. And luckily, my brother Bobby was in the room. I didn't realize at the time, but he wasn't there. And I'm not so sure if they would have shared the full diagnosis with us 
had Bobby not been in there. Because they were always trying to protect us to make sure that we were focused on what we need to be focused on in life. And didn't, she never wanted to be a burden to us. Even when she had told us that she had breast cancer, her biggest worry was that she had passed it down to me. And so when we found out it was stage four, my heart just broke into a million pieces because that is never, ever good to hear. And as Dustin and I are walking out of the hospital, he says, stage four, that's good. I was like, what, what'd you say? <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's like the best kind, right? I was like, oh, no, 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 you, you have it a little wrong. <laughs> it, that's actually the worst. That's the one that is the toughest to beat, that you're not so sure if you're going to make it through. And it was such a heartbreaking moment, but when he said that, it brought a little levity to it and just made me laugh. And you need to remember that even when we are standing in such horrific, terrible grief, we still need the laughter because it's the laughter that really is what helps us get through those hard, hard times. Another moment when she was really close to the end. So she did spend some time in the hospital. We tried to bring her home, but that was hard because, and I think when we brought her home, that was when we really truly saw how much pain she was in, how her body was was not working like it was before. We have a few steps to go up from our back door into the house. Maybe it's five steps, not too many. And my mom couldn't make it. She had to take a break. She had to rest. And that was really, truly eye-opening. They were like, wow, she can't even walk up these five steps. And so there was absolutely no way she was going to get up the very steep stairs that go upstairs to her bedroom. And so she stayed in the living room. And it was hard. I remember going there one day to kind of give my dad a moment to step away. Because we all need that space, that space to breathe, that space to just unwind and relax. You can't be in the hard 24 hours a day. It is beyond challenging, right? And so. I wanted to just give him that moment. And so there I was alone with my mom and she was there. She wasn't truly there. She was in pain. And it broke my heart to be there. It absolutely broke my heart. And there was a moment where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't just sit here. This is so incredibly hard. And Dustin came when he got out of work, so I wasn't just there alone with her. And did remind you that, gosh, life is, life is filled with the unexpected. My mom, we thought, was doing great and was healthy, was cancer-free. And then we find out, nope, not the case, and she doesn't have much time. And you never think, that you're going to hear those words. You don't, right? I never thought 
that I would lose my mom before she turned 60. It was just never a thing that was in my head. I always thought she was going to grow old and I would joke with her about her being just like her mom and all those things, right? You think that is what is going to happen. That she would be there to see all the grandkids and all the milestone moments. But then life, life throws it at you completely. Something different. And you have to learn to live in that. And the pain is deep. But the wild thing is, no matter how deep that pain is, life keeps moving on, right? Time keeps passing, seasons come and go. And one way or another, you find a way to keep putting one foot in front of the other and stepping forward. In the beginning, I had no idea where I was going, what I was doing, what was happening. I was lost. And there are still even moments now, seven years later, that I feel lost, that I'm longing deeply to just pick up the phone and call my mom and have her here. And unfortunately, it's not possible. It's not. Now, one thing that we had done during her service was we recorded the different speeches that people gave at her repast. I'm not even sure what made us do this, but I am so glad that I did it. And I honestly have not looked back and watched them at all until recently. And so my one brother had asked if I had the video and sadly, <laughs> I, I forgot. I said, yeah, yeah, let me look for it. I know I have it. And then I never went and looked for it. And then one of my aunts asked me, she's like, oh, you know, I was thinking about your mom. Do you have that video? I was like, wait a second. Now this is two people. (laughs) First off, let me pause, go look for it and find it. And rather than just send it to them to watch on their own, I thought it'd be really great if we got together instead. So I invited my dad, my brothers, and a couple of my aunts to come over with the intent of viewing the video. And gosh, you don't know how that's going to go, right? Because it is definitely filled with so much emotion. And it can be hard to look back and live through something that was so challenging. But it was the most beautiful night. And I am really, truly glad that we took the time to do it. So we got together, we shared some food, and then we played the first video, which was just a bunch of pictures set to music. And that was great, watching those images pass by and swapping stories and reliving certain moments that we had forgotten about. Because time passes, right? And we try our best to remember, to hold on to things, to really etch those big moments into our heart. But it's not only the big moments that matter. There are those tiny little ones when there was photographs of 
us all in my mom's backyard for barbecues. And those were, you know, not monumental moments. They were the everyday life moments that were beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And seeing those pictures and seeing my two sister-in-laws pregnant with these little boys that are now, gosh, (laughs) running around like crazy, you know, and seeing how much, how much has changed since some of these moments and how much goodness there was also in those moments. The laughter, the fun, the corny joke. That was one thing my mom loved like nothing else. The most corny joke made her laugh the hardest. And it's great because it's simple, right? So very simple. And seeing those photographs pass by, just it jogs those memories. It brings you back to that moment in time. And it's absolutely heartwarming. There were pictures when we, my brothers and I, were really small and my nieces and nephews got a kick out of it. They're like, oh my goodness, that's dad and that's you. And also seeing my dad with his big poofy hairstyle that he had back then. And it's funny for them to see that because they probably haven't seen those images, you know? And it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And then after we watched that video, we did put on the video of the speeches. And gosh, I have to say, it wasn't hard to watch. It was wonderful to watch, but it was definitely emotional to see my aunts and uncles step up and share words about my mom. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to hear about their relationships together, what my mom meant to them, memories that they have had together that we weren't all a part of. And you kind of got an inside look behind the scenes to the life that my mom led from when she was young and throwing parties at my grandma's house, which I never would have expected, (laughs) you know? And the friendships that were formed with some of my aunts because they grew up in the same town together. Some of them were the same age and went to school together. And how incredible that is. My parents actually grew up only a few blocks from each other. Such an incredible small world, right? And it really was a special night. And even though there were tears from all of us, it was great to be able to share in that moment together. And we all, we all said how that time was a blur, that there are these bits and pieces and kind of flashes that we remember, but so much of it is an absolute blur. And now these years later to have had all this time pass and to sit down and really listen to what people are saying, what a gift, what an absolute gift. And it's a reminder 
that even though someone has passed, it doesn't mean, first of all, that they're no longer here with us. I see signs of my mom all the time. I was literally just coming in to the garage. And I look down and a part of the concrete on the floor is coming up a little bit. But it's in the shape of a feather. I mean, what are the odds of that? Right? <laughs> what are the odds? And I feel 100% that that's a sign from my mom. Letting us know that she's here. She's watching over us. She, she's never too far. And I love these signs. And for some, you know, they may say, that's kind of crazy. Really? Think these things? <laughs> and to each his own, right? But for me, the signs are comfort. An absolute comfort. And I'm grateful that prior to my mom's passing, that she did share with me the story of the signs that she had seen from her sister who passed before her. And it's amazing how some things happen in life. And they happen organically and in a way that is unexpected, but beautiful. And so. I had gone with my mom to see an author who was speaking. And the author in the book talked about seeing feathers when her husband had passed away. And on the way home from seeing that author, my mom shared with me that feathers was also a sign for her. And I never knew this before. Never. And her sister had passed away. Gosh, I'm honestly not sure how old she was. But she had passed away before I was born. And my mom said, whenever she sees feathers, she knows that they're from Georgine. Like, oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I didn't even know my mom believed in that kind of thing, thought about that kind of thing, any of it. So to hear her say it was amazing. And now, anytime we see feathers, that is what we think in our family. That is mom. You know, right there with us. It was funny the night that we gathered to share the video. You know, we were bringing up stories and memories and all sorts of things. And I was sharing how I was supposed to be named after Georgine, my mom's sister that passed away. My name was going to be Georgia. And they had asked my grandma the whole time leading up during the pregnancy, are you okay with this? Are you comfortable with this? They didn't want to do it if it was something that she didn't feel comfortable with. And she said, yes, 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 yes. When I was born, immediately, she said, no, not comfortable. Don't feel good about it. And so I had to, well, I didn't have to. My parents had to find a new name for me. And my dad actually said, which I never realized, was that for a couple of days, I didn't have a name as they were trying to figure it out. And he said that, one of the names he wanted to name me that my mom 100% vetoed was Sunshine. And it just makes me smile hearing that. And it cracks me up that that was coming from him, that he wanted my name to be Sunshine. And that my mom was like, no, absolutely not. No way. Not happening. And what I love is without even knowing that, I never knew that story before. And it makes me laugh. I call Emma my little sunshine. And I just think that's so cool that 
that was potentially <laughs> my name until it was vetoed. And how these things kind of live through us, right? She's my little sunflower, my little sunshine. And I love it. I love that that was possibly going to be my name. And I never would have known that had we not gathered and watched that video, brought back all these memories, started to share stories again. And it really reminded me how important our stories are. And I always felt that my mom was the keeper of the stories. Because even now, I ask my dad, what time was I born? No idea. I go, was it the nighttime? Was it the daytime? He's like, don't remember. (laughs) But my mom, if I asked her, she would know. She would know without hesitation. And I feel like that's what moms do. They hold the stories. They hold everything in a family. And without her, it feels like there's that void, that void of the story. But there really truly doesn't have to be. Because doing things like this, getting together, sharing, it resurfaces the memories. The stories start to spill out. And people start to remember certain pieces and it comes together. And it's really, truly important, I think, to keep telling the stories. To share them over and over and over again. Because that is how those people who have passed before us continue to live on. They continue to influence and share. One thing my mom always said all the time was sharing is caring. And some of my nieces and nephews who have never met her will say that line. And simply because we have all shared that and said, grandma always said, sharing is caring, sharing is caring. And now they say it. And I love that. I love that it's living on, even though she's not here to pass it to them. Or being that conduit for her. And a lot of times when people pass, and I notice this with my mom, is people are almost afraid to share the stories. They think that doing that, there's just going to be this sadness. And yeah, there might be tears, but it also, to me, feels so good to hear the stories and allow those tears to spill out. Because we can't keep everything bottled up inside. It's not good for anyone when we do that. So giving ourselves that opportunity to feel all the feels. Let whatever is bubbling up and running through you find its way. And it will do it in the most organic, beautiful way. And when it is through stories, that's amazing and wonderful. So I encourage you to share your stories, to tell them, to write them, to give them their own kind of life so that they can live and breathe and keep going on from generation to generation. Because it's the best. I love even hearing, you know, stories about my grandparents, about when they were younger and what they did. The story of when my parents, how they met, how my dad proposed, 
which was at a concert. And how funny, like that's never in a million years what I would have thought it would have been, but that's what he did. And it's, it's incredible. We all have a story. All of our stories are unique. And when we share them with one another, we open our hearts for connection, to allow ourselves to come a little bit closer. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with, this invitation to open up, share your heart, share your stories, invite others into your world, and let them know that if they are invoking these emotions of good sadness, that that's okay, you know? Because yeah, tears fall (laughs) when I share stories about my mom. But the best possible tears, because it is this feeling of closeness to her. That doesn't happen when you're not sharing a story, right? All right. Mm -mm. As we have been doing on every episode this year, I'm going to pull a card, something for us to hold on to, to take with us as we enter into this brand new week. It may be something that you need to hear, something that might push you in a direction that you didn't know you need to go, but now you say, oh, oh, <laughs> yes, if only I pay attention to this. So I invite you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in, be right here in the moment. Allow your heart the gift of openness to receive whatever this message is. And take it without judgment. Just simply take it in. And today's card for this week is Wish Upon a Star. Ooh. And the image, which is so beautiful, is a little girl with little stars surrounding her. And she is actually holding a star close to her chest. And it looks as if the ends of her arms are wings which is beautiful because there are all these little feathers. You see, there are these signs everywhere. (laughs) They really are. And let's see what it says. Do you believe your dreams can become real? Or do you shrug them off and chide yourself for being unrealistic? What if you could trust that the world around you holds promise you have not yet realized? Perhaps the point all along is not how something can happen but the power of wishing and intending. We humans have multiple ways to ritualize owning a dream we want to see manifest in physical form. Think of a wishing well. You infuse a coin with your intention, tuning into the feeling of having a particular experience. Tossing the coin into the well symbolizes the act of letting the how go. Walking away and allowing the universe to do its part in a co-creative partnership. Another method is to wish upon a star. In doing so, you also look back for origins, for we are made of stardust. Today, allow yourself to dream and play with different realities, even if it seems impossible. If it calls you and feels good, why not choose it? Wish upon a star, then live as if your wish were already true. Know that those beautiful dreams you have been nurturing are in the process of becoming real. Don't forget that the act of wishing, dreaming, and intending is more important than figuring out the how. 
Oh, beautiful. What are these wishes you have? What are these things that you have been dreaming up? Can you put aside the how is it going to happen for a second and allow yourself to be in that intentional space of infusing all that you know and believing that your wish, your hope, your dream is meant to come true and it will. The answers always come, right? Sometimes they come quick and swift and we're knocked off our feet. And other times, it might take a little bit more time. But let's remember that no wish is ever wasted. And that we have to continue to keep wishing on a star. And have this intention-based desires and aspirations. And act consciously in that way. Vision it. See it come into fruition. I would love, love, love to hear what your wishes are. What are these things that are living and breathing inside of your heart? Come on over to the Soul Circle community and share them with me. Share them with our community. We are there to uplift one another, be together, and recognize that we're in this together and we can do so much more together for sure. So come on by. The link is below, also on my website. Cannot wait to see you there. Wishing you a wonderful week ahead. And I'll be back next week. Until then, have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon.